You're listening to Rama for Today. Always put the Word of God first. Now, it's a strange thing to me that some people just won't do this. You know, I passed in there 12 years. I've had members who would get sick, go to the hospital, and afterwards ask for prayer. Now, I'm not saying that it's wrong to have a doctor. Certainly not. I believe in doctors. But why not just put God's Word first? As a last resort, sometimes Christian people will turn to the Word. But you see, instead of a just making it a last resort, let's put God's Word first. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan and his series on how to train the human spirit. I remember on one occasion, uh, Smith Wigglesworth in England was visiting in the home of a friend. Now, this friend was a very wealthy man. At this time, Wigglesworth had great financial pressure upon him, debts that needed to be paid, money that he did not have. But he was a doer of the word, not just a hearer. He had acted upon these scriptures that I'm speaking of here in Philippians 4, 6, 7, and 8. And he did not have any anxiety or fret about anything. But he had brought it to the Lord and believed God to meet his needs. And the peace of God that passed all understanding, you see, was, was guarding his heart. And so he was full of joy, even though, naturally speaking, the needs were pressing upon him. Yet he was full of joy and full of praise. And as they walked through the beautiful garden in this rich man's garden or home, uh, this man said to him, I'd give anything in the world. In fact, he said, I'd just, I'd just give all I own Every penny I've got, my home, all my riches, I'd give it if I had the joy you have, the peace that you have. Wigglesworth said it won't cost you a penny. Won't cost you a penny. All you got to do is just practice the word. All you got to do is just to be a doer of the word. Now, he didn't talk about this need that was pressing upon him. He didn't press a, talk about the great financial pressures, and the debts that were owed and the him being unable to pay them. If he had just even suggested to this man, he is a man of wealth, he'd, he would have helped him and would have paid it off for him. But he was walking by faith. He was being a doer of the word. The word says in 1 Corinthians 5, 7, that we walk by faith and not by sight. And so he is walking by faith, counting it done. So therefore he's not talking about it or even asking the man for money. And he didn't ask him. The man didn't help him. But because he did believe God, every need was met. But you know, he was just as happy about it and praising God for the answer before it happened as he was after it happened. You see, he was a doer of the word. Now, as I said to you, I want to reiterate this, that I've merely used Philippians 4, 6, 7, and 8 verses as an illustration of what I mean be a doer of the word. I don't only mean we do for this, but as I said, that means that we take the New Testament and we meditate upon it, primarily now the letters that were written to the church. We feed on these letters, and uh, we become a doer of what is written there. And if you'll do that, you'll be able to begin to train your spirit, and you will grow spiritually. Now then, that will bring me to the third point, or this third rule that I'm giving you on how to train the human spirit. Now, number three is that the training, the developing, the educating of our spirits comes 
by giving, number three, giving the Word of God first place in our lives. This means to give the Word, the Word, first place in our lives. You know, Proverbs chapter 4 is a very wonderful portion of Scripture. If you haven't noticed it before, I wish you'd get your Bibles and turn to it. Open your Scriptures, your Bibles there. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 22. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, 21, and 22. Now it says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ears unto my sayings. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Let them not depart from before thine eyes. And then it says, keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they, my words, are life unto those that find them. Now notice something else. And help to all their flesh. Or the margin reads, medicine to all their flesh. There is healing in the word. Health. My words, he said, are health to all their flesh, are medicine to all their flesh. Always put the word of God first. Now, it's a strange thing to me that some people just won't do this. You know, I pastored in there 12 years. I've had members who would get sick, go to the hospital, and afterwards ask for prayer. Now, I'm not saying that it's wrong to have a doctor. Certainly not. I believe in doctors. But why not just put God's word first? As a last resort, sometimes, Christian people will turn to the word. But you see, instead of uh, just making it a last resort, let's put God's word first. Notice that the text said here, Proverbs 4, 20, my son, attend to my words. Now, just what does that mean anyway? Attend to my words. Well, that means put my word first. Now, for instance, we'll just say a good friend of yours, uh, you met him on the street today or tomorrow or yesterday. And so you saw him walking just a few little, little ways away. And so you rushed to catch up with him, tapped him on the shoulder, shook hands with him and wanted to visit with him a little while. And this friend said to you, well, I wish I had time to visit. But as he looked at his watch, he said, I'm, I'm 10 minutes late. I was, I'm supposed to be at the bank here 10 minutes ago. I'm running a little late. I have some business that I must attend to. Now, what did he mean by that? Well, he'd like to talk to you, all right. He wouldn't want to insult you. But he had to put this business first. That's what he meant. When he said, I have some business that I must attend to, he's just simply saying, I must put this business first. Now, when God in his word in Proverbs 4.20 said, My son, attend to my words. Now, what do you mean? He meant the same thing. He meant put my word first. Put my word first. Now notice that it pays rich dividends to put God's word first. I know there's some more things involved here. Like uh, he not only said to tend to my words, but incline thine ear to my sayings. Listen to what I've got to say. Let your eyes not depart from before the word of God. That is, keep looking at what I've got to say. Keep them in your heart. But uh, there, there's rich dividends for doing this. My son, attend to my word. Put my word first. For he says, why? Why does he want to put your word first? Or his word first? Why does he want us to, to, to listen to what he's got to say and, and keep what he said before our eyes? For he said, they, my words, are life. They're life. Unto those that find them. 
My words, he said, are health. And as I said, the margin, the King James translation read, said, my words are medicine to all their flesh. I'm going to reemphasize it. By putting God's word first, it not only does something for your spirit, but it'll do something for your body. There is healing, physical healing, because health to all their flesh. Healing in the word. So let me reiterate it. Always put the word of God first. Now, as I said, it's a strange thing to me that some folks just won't do this. I said to you, I pastored nearly 12 years. I've had members who would get sick, go to the hospital, and afterwards ask for prayer. Now, as we said to you, it's certainly not wrong to have a doctor. We believe in doctors and hospitals and thank God for good doctors, Christian doctors. and Many, many Christian doctors are close friends of mine and thank God for them. But let's, let's put God's word first. Why not just put God's word first? As a last resort, sort of, you know. Sometimes Christian people will turn to the Word. I remember a number of years ago, I was staying in the home of a full gospel deacon. We were holding revival in this church. And this man at the time was 72 years of age. Now, he wasn't a minister or a preacher or a pastor or an evangelist. He did teach a Sunday school class and was a deacon in the church. But this man, 72 years of age, just a, a lay member. He'd had a great ministry of healing through the years. I remember one man said to me, he was 40 some odd years of age. And he said to me, now I'm, I'm Presbyterian. I don't, I don't belong to the full gospel church. His wife did, but he said, I'm Presbyterian. Now he said, you know, a number of years ago when I was just a little boy, I had double pneumonia. And my folks had the doctor. The doctor came to the home. You see, these, this was years ago when doctors made house calls and so on. And he gave me all the medication of the day and so on, and the boy grew steadily worse. And finally, this doctor, who happened also to belong to the Presbyterian Church, said, you know, he said, uh, this, uh, I've done all I can do for this boy, and he's just simply not responding. In fact, he said, uh, unless something happens, uh, he'll not live past midnight tonight. And then this medical doctor who, as I said, also belonged to the Presbyterian Church, and these people, this family, this home, were Presbyterians. He said, I'll tell you what I'll do. If it were my boy, I'd call for that full gospel deacon, old brother so-and-so, and have him to come and pray for him. He said, this Presbyterian doctor said, you know, my wife had cancer. Well, I sent her away to a large city, to a cancer clinic, and... Uh, they confirmed the fact that she did have cancer. But by the time she'd gotten there, it was too far gone. Of course, I know they know more in these days than they did then about it, but in a way, they would not operate. And they sent her home to die. So he said, I, I knew what was going on as a medical doctor. So he said, I, I had uh, this full gospel deacon and his wife to come and lay hands on my wife and pray. And he said, God healed her. My wife's still alive. She's healed of cancer. So he said, I tell all my patients... They get beyond my age. I'll tell you what I'll do if it's me. I'd send for this full gospel deacon having to come pray. So this Presbyterian family followed his direction. They called for the full gospel deacon. He prayed. The boy was healed. But here's the point I want to get over to you. So many people as a last resort. This was a last resort. Sometimes they'll turn, you know, to God, to the word of God. But this man who is now 40 some odd years of age, he said, you know, my, my family thought, well, now, we always go to the doctor first and then, we call for this full gospel deacon later, but why not just give God first chance at it? 
So he said, you know, from then on, if anything ever happened to me, they'd call for him to come pray, and I'd always get my healing. And so he said, you know, I just simply have been raised up without sickness. Well, they began to put God's Word first, and it paid off for them. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources, including messages that expound on this week's subject. Visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. This month's package starts out with the one CD from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, How to Train the Human Spirit. Also in this offer is Ken Hagan's book, It's Your Move. These two resources are for the discounted price of $10. That's $9.95 in savings. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. If you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. You know, I want to thank all of you that are partnering with us. Uh, you help us so much to be able to go all over the world and preach. You say, well, what's a word partner? Well, a word partner is somebody that sends a donation in once a month, uh, uh, just whatever they can afford to send in, and it helps us. And if you want to find out about it, you can go to rhema.org and slash WPC and find all about that. But I want to thank all of you that are helping us. We have so many of you out there. And when we're out doing the Crusades, so many of you are coming up and saying we watch you and, we, and, and that you're a partner with us. And we so appreciate that. So anytime we're out in a crusade, we all, after we finish speaking, we always stay around and we talk to, talk to you. So come on down and talk to us, okay? We stay around the front. So let me thank you. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing series. That's next time on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.